just brought out a new cookbook. More airy, more light, more mouthy coast. It's such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favorite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by everyday foodies. We're eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. That's right, our beautiful podcast listeners. You are back for another week with your foodie friends. And you were joined, as <laughs> always, with myself, Spassy Spassy B, Sweet Libby. Hi, guys. And Buttery Bella. Hi, guys. Do you like my creative freedom on the names? Only my name? Yeah. <laughs> Just adding spicy spice doesn't mean it. <laughs> Felt some double spice tonight. <laughs> no, nah, good intro from you, mate. Great yeah, intro. Yeah. How are we all this week, though? Good. We had a really lovely, fun, funky, free weekend. Ooh. That is the best way to explain it. A lot of... um positive female energy okay 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 so tell me more so we um jetted over to the northern beaches oh bella across the bridge for you sweetie Mm, yeah not somewhere we venture often not because we don't like it it is just far it is far and this we started off in brookvale and what were you doing there yeah, so shout out to a good friend of ours, Rachel Potter. She yep. is an aspiring artist. Check out her work if you can on Instagram. And she's very inspiring as well. Oh, nice. Ooh, I like that little play on words there. <laughs> she has um, recently taken a job with quite a famous London artist called Sophie T, who is all about sort of like the female body and essentially she threw a big art exhibition on Saturday night. Yeah, oh, cool. which ended up being basically a warehouse party, I would say. Oh my gosh, yeah, I did not expect that. So it was like free booze. It was all these beautiful artworks of like the female figure. And then they essentially they had a catwalk of all these women of all these different shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, anything, all naked and in body paint. Oh, beautiful. And they just ran down the runway to just like bang our songs. And it was just like, oh, I was a woo girl. I was a woo girl <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. That sounds so fun. Oh. Also hats off to the DJ because she was – She was fabulous. She was like, what, like 40 and kicking it? And she was so cute and little. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got a photo with her. Oh, so you were oh, really woo going. Oh, I think I was Everything. like – head back yelling i love women like <laughs> quite strongly yeah. i mean fair enough women yeah. are beautiful so women why not fucking beautiful <laughs> oh that sounds so so lovely i also had a bit more bit of wholesome content for you i mean libby i was gonna throw it to you but i feel like <laughs> you always get scared we're not gonna ask you how your weekend was <laughs> yeah you don't care about of course me. we care <laughs> libby how was your weekend? No, really, really good. I did a fun run. So um, some of you may know I've been trying to do a bit of running. Mm. Um, and so a friend of mine was like, okay, in keeping with that, I'll keep you running. Why don't you join? Um, so it was the chat, the sort of group called WAGJEC, which is the Women and Girls Emergency Centre. So essentially it was a, a run or, or a walk, walking away from domestic violence. Right. Oh, wow. Look at all our female-centered weekends. Yeah, yeah. It was really a beautiful um, day for me. Um, We raised some money, but also just like a little bit of a personal achievement running the full 10Ks was pretty good. Yeah, Luke, so proud of you. So feeling good about that. So that was my little weekend. Oh, fabuloso. darling. (laughs) Thank you so much. But I guess without any further ado, it's time for Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town is where we tell you what's hot off the pass in food this week. You got something for us? Oh, have I got a saucy one for you. So essentially, (laughs) Romeo's, the supermarket group Romeo's, I think it's like the IGA, like usually it's Romeo's IGA, right? They've partnered with Sydney chef Azario D'Elia, which remind me, Libby, who that is. 
Yeah, Matteo guys. Yeah, yeah, Matteo chef, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so already got some Italian vibes happening. So essentially, they have opened a sort of like supermarket within the South Everly precinct, right next to Redfern Station. But it's not just any supermarket. It's got like a walk-in cheese room, a Ooh, pizzeria, a bottle shop, a florist, and a sushi bar. Sorry, Stop talk it. to me about the pizzeria. Fresh pizza, pizza mm. like Matteo pizza. Well, I mean, like he must have. It must be some sort of good pizza if if, if, if there's a chef involved. Totally. Oh, <sighs> it's gonna be the next big thing. Redfern is like getting a face lift. Can I just say though, I've noticed that a bit around, like the Chatswood Coles. I know this mm. sounds really weird, but it's gotten huge. It's got it's like becoming a f- bougie, mochi bar section, like ice cream section. Yeah, it's got supermarkets all this stuff. are becoming like no longer supermarkets. They're becoming like destination shopping zones. I reckon they're all getting it from like David Jones. You know how they've got that food court? Yeah, food hall. Experience that. You know your favorite bee. Oh, I feel like it's like London's coming for us. <laughs> London's calling, baby. Jared's. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, my God. Harrods. Love that. <laughs> but Jared's is a knockoff version. Love it. Let's start that here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come get some Jaffa's at Jared's. Um, so, look, if you if you live near Redfern, if you're just popping off this train for something, definitely check it out. Okay. Well, Libs, I think it's time you take us to where we went. I will indeed. Located on one of the busiest streets in Marrickville, Pepito's is already making its mark. Self-described as a rocking neighbourhood taberna, first-time restaurant owner Jose Alcon and his team are serving up traditional South American cuisine like we've never seen. The drinks are also not to be missed, with extensive wine lists featuring local minimal intervention wine. However, the Peruvian Pisco is certainly front and centre. A fresh white aesthetic with walls covered in posters and family pictures, it's no wonder walk-ins aren't advised. Bella, talk me through what you thought when you walked in. I thought, wow, am I stepping back in old LA? <laughs> Did you just? <laughs> Did you really? To be honest, that? I came in pretty hot because I just had a work <laughs> lunch. That's why I wanted to bring it to you because I was just like, Bella walked in and she's like, guys, don't judge me. <laughs> I'm I was drunk. Like, Sweetie, I didn't even notice. <laughs> in my head, I was like, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. I'm with you. She did come with me. Yeah, she did. Sorry. What did you think then, B? Bella I, can't remember. I thought it was great, great distance from the station. That sounds so lame to say, but I'm all about convenience. So it's like literally a four minute walk from the station. Exactly right. You walk in and I think just immediately you're transported off the street. And it's sort of a different vibe for Marrickville. I think a lot of Marrickville is a lot of Vietnamese and Asian restaurants. Yep. And so it's kind of nice to walk into a restaurant where they've put a lot of effort into the aesthetics of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it sits in between um, the other Eat First, so where we went last correct. week. yes. And um, one of the other – there's another Vietnamese on the don't other tell side. Auntie. Oh, don't tell auntie. That's yeah. right. And so it's quite a – like, you know, which, which it's is – a stark contrast to those. That's it. That's right. And so it's, it's it, you're right. Walking in there, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm somewhere else. You kind of feel like you're in Surrey Hills or something. So all in all, it's quite vibey. Mm. But we sit down. Um, I do want to preface with, so I booked. Yeah. And um, a lot of places these days post-COVID have taken the rule of like strict seatings of an hour and a half or two hours. Totally fine. We were running a bit late. So I did the courteous thing of ringing ahead and saying, hey, look, we're going to be 10 minutes late. 10 minutes late. And the guy goes, yep, that's fine. But just so you know, you only have the booking till eight o'clock. I was like, yep, that's fine. We're just going to be 10 minutes late. And he said, okay, well, I'll hold it for 10 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> mm. shit, all right. So then we walk in, 
comes over again. Just a reminder, you have to be out by eight o'clock. I was like, mate, do I have to be out by eight o'clock or out in eight minutes? Because seriously, what the fuck? That's they, like a two-hour window. And they literally mentioned it to us after that point. So many so times. So many times. Yeah. Like they came over with our first meal and were like, okay, you know you've only got an hour and a half. We're like, okay, yeah, okay what are you trying to do here? Like, <laughs> And also we'll get to the menu in a second, but it's freaking tapas. Yeah. Some of it is cold tapas. That is not a that is not like a four hour roasted lamb chop that's gonna take an hour to get to the menu. <laughs> we had an hour left and we'd eaten all the food. Like we should have walked out in protest and been like, you know what, we're out early. Tip. I actually want a discount. <laughs> I want fifteen minutes back on the bill. Okay, okay. Enough of the timing, enough of the timing. Enough of the sassy waiter. It was an extremely <laughs> packed restaurant though. So in their it defense, was. there was no no table empty. And I did see, as I mentioned in the bio, people getting turned away countless times trying to walk in. Correct. So glad we booked. Nice vibe, as you said. Should we take it to the drinks menu to start? Absolutely. So obviously we're, you know, when in Rome or when in South America, <laughs> Pisco Sours. Yes. So for fans of the pod, you would be familiar with we have dabbled in a bit of Pisco at Cali Ray and also Juan Montego. That's it. Mm. So it's essentially a, a high-proof grape spirit and it originated in Peru and, and this is where they sourced most of their Pisco from. Mm. So very traditional South American style drink. I thought it was all right. I kind of thought when it came to the table it was going to be a margarita for no apparent reason. No, but it looks, <laughs> it looks like that. And if I had to give it a cousin, I would give it a margarita cousin. Well, they do look very similar. Yes. Well, but then the taste is completely different. I think that they're more related. Obviously, it's a pisco sour, so it had that sort of egg white foam on the top. Mm. Is that egg white? I don't know. Normally with those sort of sour drinks, they are. They've got the egg white in it that they – Shake it with. No one could see your action, but good shaking, darling. You're looking good. <laughs> I was a bartender once. So that looked like a messy margarita, though. Like, if, that, if that's your form. <laughs> it's been a few years. <laughs> so I honestly think that Pisco Sours are going to be my new drink. Oh, I'm going to be that wanker at the bar that also is Pisco Sours. I, I, I did not like it. I loved it. I didn't like it either. And I also feel like it's not a common drink, is it? Why does this happen? Why do we go to venues and both of you gang up on me and I'm the one out and then we go to somewhere that I think is a vibe and both of you are like, nah. Wait, you're talking about this place? Yeah. I thought this was a vibe. We're talking about the drink, honey. I mean, the drink's already been vetoed, though, by <laughs> yin and yang over here. Though, and I know that I'm cutting the wrong order of the night, but the wine that we got. Oofed. Oh, God, that was good. Expensive. It was expensive, <laughs> but in fairness, it wasn't their fault. So... I'll jump ahead to the wine. Essentially, we were all we'd, – we'd eaten all the food, as B said, by the first by the, the half an hour mark in. <laughs> by the first half an hour. And so we were like, oh, we may as well use our time wisely. We'll get a bottle of wine. We look up on the menu, chilled red. You know what we're like, chilled red. Of course we went there. Bella walks up to the bar because no one was giving us eye contact for like 15 minutes. Obviously, under our advice, orders the, the bottle. We're all thinking – on the sign, there's a, a slash 15, slash 65, us thinking 65 would be a price of a bottle of wine, and then slash 85. We didn't kind of look at the 85. I love how none of our brains looked at the last column. Yes. I, I feel like a lot of Latin American places do do the crafts of wine. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that is a common theme. I think even at Juan Montego, they offered us to do the carafe or the bottle of wine. Yes. And generally you do the bottle of wine because you're like, well, how much is in the carafe? <laughs> yeah. But then they'd rob you blind. So we were just stupid. That was the situation. But it was super delicious, chilled red. I was super happy with that. Onto the food? Onto, Onto the, food. the food. Take it to the food tray. So the menu split up into five sections. It's 
quite simple. There's not too much on there. Now I'm gonna I'm not gonna say the name of each of the sections because I'll butcher it, but essentially it was broken up into seafood, sandwiches, a fried section, a skewer section, and then just one main, which was like a duck. We obviously didn't not obviously, but we didn't go for it. We decided to go from one of each of the other sections. Mm. We started at the top, so with the seafood, with one of the most recommended dishes. I I know. <laughs> Anyway, essentially it was basically like a ceviche, but not like we'd ever seen. And that's, you know, what I really want to convey here. I'd not seen something like this before, nor had the girls. It was mixed seafood um, in a glass. It was a seafood sundae. Yeah, it reminds me of those, this is probably going to sound really dumb, the cocktail. I think they call them cocktail. Prong cocktail. Prong cocktail. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. That's Spot exactly on, Bella. Spot on. what I thought when it hit the table. It came also topped with a few pieces of fried calamari. Now, it made me very uncomfortable. Well, this, you don't really like prawns, so that makes sense. No, you're right, Bella, but also it kind of made me feel a bit uncomfortable. When I kind of liked it. When I first looked at it, when I ate it, I was like, this is delicious. This, you know, the lime juice, the chili, the flavors were really good. The prawn in there was super fresh and mm. super delicious. But the presentation is just something I had not seen before. I was not used to it. And I thought it looked a bit. It's as if someone had put the whole cast of Finding Nemo in a Nutribullet. <laughs> okay. No. I just thought it actually reminded okay. me of a, like, you know, that, that old school cooking from like Women's Weekly. Like, yeah, like the 70s 19- when they did 70s, do that. They did yeah. do prawn cocktails. And you're like, why do you serve food like that? It's very unappetizing. <laughs> so unappetizing. Don't do that shit. Yeah, like the era of the je- like jelly meats, you know. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Meatloaf. Oh. I also feel like it's – imagine eating a whole one of those to yourself. That's it. You yeah, know? we shared it by three. And we were all a bit like, ooh, I'm a bit full now. Yeah, ooh. like it was almost too rich. Rich is probably the wrong word, but like you couldn't have that much You of couldn't it. have had any more. No, it was, a, it was a lot of like that flavour. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that flavour was. <laughs> well, no, all the, all the nice, like the chilli and the ginger and everything. The sea. But the sea certainly. Then we moved on to the olive and brie sandwich mm. this comes out like a little bun like a little brioche bun we Ol- do love brioche buns i mean do, do we, we? I do. like unpopular opinion i think a lot of people hate them i thought we were all on the same page <laughs> it's like you know what it's no i i thought we were too it's like sparkling water and um still water people like are savagely against like prudence is like i hate brioche it's like i didn't know people could hate a, like a type of bread that much I agree with Prudence. Okay. I'm not so avidly against it, but it's just not my choice of bun. Mm. It is quite sugary. That's why. So, But if you're not thinking about the sugar in it (laughs) and you're just enjoying it for what it is, I think it's actually okay. Mm. In any case, the brioche bun with the brie, olives, and the bit that was weird was the chili pieces on it. It didn't mesh well. Mm. It didn't. I didn't think – I liked it and I enjoyed – I love olives and I love brie, so of course I'm going to like it. But I kind of just was a bit like I'm eating this because I'm hungry. It was as if they like did it in the kitchen. We're like, oh, we need something to add to this. I'll just chuck some fresh chili in there. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely needed to chop it up a little bit. Yeah, the that's, that's well. the other thing. It yeah. was like finely chopped like Kalamata olives and then like chunks of fresh chili. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was super weird. And we obviously had the one bun between three, so we cut it sort of in like a peace sign. Thanks, B, for that. I did well, actually. Doing that. You did do well. But it also meant that then 
you know, it was two mouthfuls each. And if you got one mouthful with the chili in it, like it was all ruined. No, but for <laughs> me, that was the saving grace because I'm not an olive fan. So I was like, give me an overwhelming sense because this olive is drowning me. Of course you don't like olives. <laughs> Look, we had this conversation on the night. I am trying to get better at olives. I can eat the green ones now. The black ones, well, it's the devil's snack. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mate. There's just nothing on on that menu that would have pleased you. There was all all seafood at the top, followed by pork, as we know, pork on one of the buns or olives on one of the other buns. Thank God for the fried section, I suppose. I know, but surprisingly, what did I enjoy that you guys hated? Okay, so we're skipping ahead here out of the order of what we got. Yeah, we're skipping ahead so I can flex. (laughs) But what B's talking about is we did decide to go down what was also highly recommended, which was the ox heart. Which Bella was absolutely a no-go on, so we waited until she left the table and ordered it. <laughs> and then the usual trick. I remember hearing like some conversation about it before we ordered anything. And then so when it was when it came and sat there and I started eating it, I was like, this is not what I think. <laughs> the funny thing is, the first bite, I was like, hmm. Yum. And then I realized what it was and I was like, ugh. Yeah, you It's mind. a mind of a matter. So just to clarify, this was three sort of slithers of ox heart on skewers cooked with all the Peruvian spices. So it was, it was really spicy, like not hot spicy, but spiced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Delicious with pickled onions on the top and a little bit of a dipping sauce, a bit like almost like an aioli. You needed a lot of that. But what happened? I did the same thing. I was like, nah, I'm good with eating offal. I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. Oh had a bite and just went, oh, my head's gone here. Yeah, you both just, just unraveled. I couldn't do it for some reason. I'm norm- like, I'm normally not this bad, but I just was like, I can't eat you this anymore. You don't even eat meat. I know, but offal is like very – it's a very good thing for the environment to eat because it's like – You're it, using all of the animal. Exactly right. So that's why I'm like, I've got to eat offal, you know. And I guess for the listeners, essentially, you know, offal, hearts, all, all that sort of stuff that we don't usually eat is quite what what – the way waitress described as game, like gamey meat, like yes. taste gamey. Yeah. And it, and this didn't. So if you did not know and this was put in front of you, I don't think you would know it was ox heart. Particularly the way it looked and the way it was spiced, you wouldn't at all. It was just in my head. And then I got Very a, chewy. And it got a bit of resistance and the chewiness yeah. just got me going. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't come off the stick very well. Yeah. And so I tried to slide mine onto B's plate subtly. Mm. Bella flipped hers onto B's plate. Not, <laughs> not so, so I mean, and like I was all for one. I wasn't all for like three ox hearts, you know. It's a bit too much. But normally when you don't want your prawn or oyster, we go for it. <laughs> so we were just returning the favour. That's true. Yeah, just sharing the love. <laughs> but that was, a, that was a really interesting dish and I'm glad we got to try it. Then I think all of our favourite section, the section probably that we're most comfortable with, was the fried section. So it was, we got fried calamari and then later in the evening while we were having our bottle of red, we also got the potatoes. Starting with the fried calamari, we've all seen it before, simple. It also came with some um, sweet potato, which was pretty random. What do you think? This was probably my second favorite, I'd say. Yep. Fried calamari, you can't really go wrong with it. And if you do go wrong with it, then you go so wrong. There's something wrong with you. Well, like you can get really chewy calamari and that's Mm. like, ugh. Really? Yeah. You obviously haven't eaten it. No, no. But also I'm fine with chewy calamari. 
No, but chili caramel is kind of gross. Yeah. It's not like, meant to be that way. It's like old school fish and chip shops. Remember when you used to get the chew, the, one, the big yeah. rings of calamari and you'd chew on them and you'd get the sort of membrane lining? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You just ruined all my childhood memories. <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think you ruined mine too, but it's actually like I knew about them, but it's fine. <laughs> Golly gosh. Any which way. I thought the potatoes were unnecessary, the sweet potato on there. Okay. I don't agree. Can't say why, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just liked the combo. I liked the combo. I thought it was carrot at one point. You yes, did. It was confusing trying to work out what it the was, a, was. like a confusing texture, but I was there for it. I was here for it. Give me some potato. Well, then I suppose we take it to the last dish, which was the fried potatoes. Mm. And I guess context to this, this was the last one because we had finished everything else. And I think we thought that little Finding Nemo escapade and the ox heart just did not satisfy. Didn't really. Touch the sides. Yes, indeed so. So we did go for something that we knew was going to be big and also filling, which was the potato. And I really loved it. It had a delicious, more of those pickled onions on the top and a dip, a sort of aioli again. And I thought, yum, it's sort of like tartus bravus and it was great. I tend to think anything that goes with aioli is amazing. Yeah, fair. Just dip it in and mm. no? No, I sorry, I was remembering it back. It did. Yeah, it was super yum. So highlight of the dish, probably that one. Oh, but it's just potato though. But potato can be so good. Take a humble veg and turn it into something special. Yum. Yeah. Don't ever down on potatoes. No, no, no. I, 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 oh, I am here for potatoes. Like I will back them to the end. I just, was it sad that that was our favorite dish? A little bit. Yeah. But I think that we should leave it there and I think that we should take it to order off the menu so that we can really sum it up for everyone. Order off the menu is the part of the podcast where we discuss whether we think it's worth a visit or not. Libby, dollars for dishes. Feeling a bit nervous about this one. Um, it was quite a pricey meal, but that was all down to that wine that we got. Yeah. Um, each of the sort of tapas style, like obviously we did have one of the most expensive dishes, which was the initial seafood prawn cocktail situation. It was 21 bucks for that little glass of what? Oh, my gosh. But you think about what's in there, prawns, delicious fresh fish, Lots of care, some additional calamari on the top. $21. 16 would have been better. 10 I mean, then you might have got really crap quality prawns and things. The prawns were really delicious. So it's going to be hard. I take it down the down the line. We've got, you know, the potatoes were only 12 but, I mean, potatoes are cheap. So it's I'm trying to give you a range here. It's hard to say. I wasn't overly impressed with the price when we paid at the end. And I think that that did come down a bit to the service and the pushiness. I didn't feel like they were treating us like luxuriously, if that makes sense. I'm trying to kick us out the front door. Well, and and that kind of adds into how I feel about a venue. If they treat you like your royalty, of course, you're going to think it's more value for money. So I'm going to have to sit it at a two and a half, 2.5 out of five, just just a pass. Oh, that is a bit of a savage rating. I think 2.5 is good. Everyone thinks 2.5 is bad. 2.5 is you're pretty, you're fine, you're good, you're good enough. Oh, 2.5 is half a five. Exactly my point. You passed. You guys are very optimistic. So I guess it takes to you then, Bella, mate or date? Look, I think this place would actually be date. There were quite a lot of people around us having dates. Yep. There was actually a group of friends next to us. I know, but a group of friends, I just wanted to know that dynamic. It looked like they were on triple dates. What do you call it when you're on? It looked like they were going to an orgy. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway. The context is four girls and one guy, and they were all talking like they kind of just met, but some of them were best friends, some of them were kissing, like weird. We're not sure. Yeah, weird vibes, yeah. but it was about it. Yeah. Yeah. But as you said, most of the room was in couples, weren't they? Yeah, mostly. And then there was us. I think I personally wouldn't go on a date there, but, you know, if you are but, that way inclined. But is it a more date or more mate spot? I would say date. All right. That answers it for me. It's a date spot from you then, Belle. Just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. B, bougie or basic, babe? Oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is tricky. This is tricky Love because this. it's ah. Love that mm. noise. Mm-mm. Basic. Okay. Yeah. We don't agree with that, do we? But that's your choice. It's your I know. It's so hard. And again, you know what? Three seasons in, I still think I gave myself the worst section on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How do you put something into two categories? Fashion is transformative. Anyway, um, basically, look, it's, it is a laid back and fun environment place. But I feel like if you're going there on a date, you may be dressing up a little bit cute. I mean, we went on a Friday night. So, like, I don't know. Everyone's always coming from work. Going Anything out on Friday night. Friday night yeah. yeah. Um, like, I do think in terms of, like, where it's situated in Marrickville next to all the other places, like, all the other Vietnamese joints, it is more bougier. Yeah. Um, But it's not, like, a super bougie venue. Yes, no. but you certainly can't rock up in your gym gear. No. No. So there you but go. But can you do that to many dinner places? I think where we went last week, the, the fur place, you certainly could. Yeah, you definitely could. Interesting. Okay. So, look, I think I'm just going to have to put it in the basic category. But once again, to caveat, basic doesn't mean shithole. <laughs> that does it very very fair enough i'm happy with that i'll i'll live with it i guess that brings us to food features and fails which is the last section of our podcast where we discuss a food feature or a terrible fail from our week bella do you have a food feature or a food fail i've got a feature again oh okay so i'm actually going to Feature the place that I came in hot from that day. Oh, I love that. Lit, lit, lit. <laughs> and, and probably the reason why I was so full. So I went out to lunch, a long lunch at Malaya. Oh, Malcolm's favorite joint. Yeah. So I had a lot of high expectation of this place because B's father has mentioned this place numerous of times. He's actually hosted us for a podcast episode. Back in the middle of COVID, we had a takeaway and, you know, he dined us in his own house and it was amazing. So I had a fond expectation of the place mm. and it quite lived up to it. We got the banquet, the cocktails were flowing. It was a fabulous day. So if you're in the city, give it a go. The question I have to ask you is, did you get the Szechuan eggplant? No, and I was so disappointed about that. I am <laughs> so disappointed for you because I don't know if any of you listened to that episode. And if you haven't, <laughs> don't. Probably the most shameful episode we've ever recorded. That we was were quite blotto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so drunk. We actually, here's a little, uh, you know, sneak behind the scenes. We had to actually slot in a different intro of Bella's because she sounded so drunk. <laughs> 
But in any case, in that episode, um, you weren't able to, in COVID times, order the Szechuan eggplant to the house, but we'd heard such good reviews. So Malcolm actually made it from scratch himself, Malcolm being Beatrice's dad, of course. And so... Which he didn't do very well because we don't have a ginormous hot wok in our kitchen. No, it was a bit stressful. There was a lot of shouting, a lot of, Libby, aren't you meant to be a chef? Get over here. I know, you poor thing. No, I loved it. I love being in the kitchen, you know, fiery, love it. Um, So I'm very disappointed for you, Belle, but it seems like a good time all round. Lips, have you got a feature or a fail? I've got a fail and I think that, Bella, you're going to throw some shade on me for failing this. Okay. I don't think you'll mind be. But anyway, after my fun run, um, Jack took me out for brekkie to celebrate. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing to do with chicken nuggets. But it was – he took me to Lux in Wallara. I feel like I'm, I like Lux, but oh, anyway, at least I used to. There was one that used to be right next to um, – Sydney Uni mm. and so I go all the time for breakfast and I'd order the Lux plate from there so essentially just avo fresh tomato and ricotta Yum. going to the one in Wallara I tried to order the same thing I did but it was just nowhere near as good as I remember there was no salt and pepper no oil it was just dry tomato a hard avocado and the ricotta was not as generous as it used to be and the toast was nowhere near as generous and I was like Lux who are you? What have you done with my old favourite? Oh, shit. Maybe this is one of those situations where, you know, you had a nice time while you were eating it mm. back in the, the day. day and you think my memory's skewed. Yeah. I don't know. In any, Like, you're probably right, but in any case, it's a disappointing dish. Don't get the Luxe plate. <laughs> it's so underwhelming. Do you have something a bit lighter for us to end the, end the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to feature tofu. <gasps> tofu my girl where have so you come from you have inspired me this is good and i've been trying to eat more um meatless meals proud of you and i've been experimenting with tofu so i actually made like a like a noodle satay dish thing the other night the one that you usually make mm-hmm. with tofu but my question for the for you and for the listeners is tofu is such a weird creature why have I now put it in a container in the fridge and it is self-bathing itself? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can't answer. Every time I open the fridge door, the liquid gets higher. I think I can answer it. So it's like a sponge and it absorbs liquid, right? Mm-hmm. And then because it's in the fridge, it... um. Oh, it's drying out. No? Well, it's like it sweats or something and Maybe, it releases it. Yeah, it looks like urine. Yeah. Like condensation mixed with – I think you're right, but I have no idea. So we're going to say you're right because we're a Feelings yeah. Not Facts podcast. And so, so- like featuring tofu, if you want, if anyone listening on the podcast understands why my tofu was weeping in the fridge, <laughs> please like let me know. I said it was bathing. Yeah, so. was self-bathing, weeping, having a piss, just let me know. Oh <laughs> But you're featuring the use of tofu. I'm so proud of you. Keep up tofu. Yeah, and I didn't know you could get like teriyaki tofu, satay tofu, light tofu, full fat tofu. Um, The satay tofu is macro, is sick. That's what reminds me of you. Yeah, I always get it for you guys. Oh, okay. See, ah, I stood there for like five minutes trying to pick the tofu. I just went with the regular one. Oh, the regular one's always a bit strange. It is strange. (laughs) TMI, but it's... Really friggin' soft. I opened it up. It slipped out of my hands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Into oh, no, no. the sink. Okay, trick for young players. 
Never get the silken tofu. That's what I got. It okay. literally slipped out of my hands into the sink and then it was a bit hairy and I had to de-hair it. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. No, so what just, was the hair in the sink? Just to clarify, you don't really use silken tofu in like a, a stir it's fry. It's too soft. It's too soft. So you want to be using um, the what they, you know it's classified as firm tofu and sometimes even when it's firm, you need to press it to make it even firmer. Okay, okay. So, um, oh, I'm learning everything. Yeah, where silken is much more – it's more useful for like you put it in a smoothie or you use sorry, it. Sorry, Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Featuring tofu. Featuring tofu. Or We're sauces. To do that. You know what I mean? Like you put it in a sauce or something like that because it's so Ooh. slippery or you can treat it more like a scramble egg. Okay. Oakley doakley. Anyway, tofu lesson for us all this evening. But I think that's all we have time for. That is absolutely all we have time for. If you have enjoyed what has been in your ears, please subscribe to the podcast so we can be in your ears every week. Tell a friend leave a review, and give us a rating. Absolutely. And while you're doing all of that, make sure that you jump into our Facebook community. That's Obviously Good Podcast on Facebook. And you can also jump on to our Instagram and see pics from today's episode or any other episode on Obviously Good Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.